Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 7, On Concealing Grace and Making Humility Its Guardian. My son, Christ says, the beloved, it is more to your advantage, more to your safety, if you conceal the grace of devotion. You must not boast of it, must not talk much of it, must not set too high a value on it. Instead, you must think the worst of yourself and fear that grace has been given to one who does not deserve it. You are not to cling too tightly to such feelings of devotion. They can soon change into just the opposite. When you are aware of such grace, think how wretched and helpless you are always without it. When you receive the grace of divine comfort, it is not a sign of much progress in the spiritual life. You are making progress, though, if you bear the withdrawal of grace with patience, humility, and resignation not flagging in your zeal for prayer, nor completely abandoning the other acts of devotion you are in the habit of performing. Do willingly whatever you can, as best you can, and as seems best to you. Do not give up attending to your own soul on account of any dryness or mental torment you may feel. There are many people who, as soon as things go contrary to them, immediately become impatient or lose heart. The road a man is to tread is not always his to decide. It is for God to give and to comfort when he wills, in the measure he wills, and whom he wills, as seems good to him and no more. Some people, for want of prudence, have brought about their own downfall through the grace of devotion. They wanted to do more than they were able, taking no account of their own littleness but obeying the urges of their heart rather than what reason judged to be right. Because they presumed to do greater things than God wanted them to, they soon lost his grace. They had built themselves a nest in heaven, and they found themselves forsaken in want and wretchedness. They were thus brought low, thus deprived of their wealth, to teach them not to fly with their own wings, but to nestle beneath the refuge of my own. Those who are still new and unaccustomed to the way of the Lord can easily make mistakes, easily go astray, unless they have the advice of wise men to guide them. If they mean to follow their own ideas rather than trust others of known experience, their end will be imperiled. but only if they refuse to be weaned from their own conceit. People who think themselves wise are rarely humble enough to let others guide them. It is better to know but little, to be not very clever, and to be humble about it, than to own vast stocks of knowledge if you are so foolish as to be self-important about it. You are better off with a little, if having a lot is going to make you conceited. 
A man is far from being wise when he gives himself up wholly to joy, forgetting his former poverty and that pure dread of the Lord, which is fearful of losing the grace which has been offered to it. A man is likewise far from being virtuous, who in time of trouble and difficulty abandons all hope and harbors thoughts and feelings about me which lack that trust he ought to have. You will often find that a man who in peacetime hasn't a worry in the world becomes extremely depressed when war comes and a prey to many fears. If you knew how to remain always humble and unimportant in your own eyes, knew how to give your spirit proper guidance and direction, you would not fall so quickly into danger and wrongdoing. When the flame of devotion has been kindled in your heart, it is a good idea to consider what is going to happen when that light fails. At such a time, remember that the light may return once more, that I have withdrawn it from you for a time to give you warning and to give glory to myself. When I test you like that, It is often more to your advantage than if things always went the way you wanted them to. A man is not to be accounted as full of merit for often seeing visions or feeling divine consolation or being a great biblical scholar or being raised to a higher dignity. No, a man is meritorious when his spiritual life is based on real humility when he is full of the love of God, when he is always seeking purely and wholly the honor of God, when he thinks of himself as good for nothing, really takes a poor view of himself, and is much happier when others look down on him and humiliate him than when they honor him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Several times in tonight's reading, Thomas Akempis speaks about the withdrawal of grace. And he says that we have to bear this withdrawal, or we have to bear with things not going the way we wanted them to, even in our own spiritual lives. We think they should go a certain way, and they don't. And he says, how do we have to bear with that? Peace, humility, and resignation or rather patience, humility, and resignation. Patience, that is, enduring this sad, difficult thing that we don't want for the love of God. Humility, surrendering what we want to what God has allowed to happen. Humbling ourselves before him means to submit our desire to his will. And resignation means that I accept what he has allowed. I not only surrender my own will to him 
but that, that I positively am resigned to what he thinks best. Now, this is very difficult, especially as we're trying to make progress because we think we know the way it should go. We think this is our plan. We think that God wants us to live a certain way and not fall back into this sin, and then we fall back into it. Now, is that a good thing? No. But we cannot let our faults separate us more from God. We cannot be overly sad about our faults. We cannot be overly sad when we don't feel very fervent. The Lord says in tonight's reading, and everything in tonight's reading is Christ speaking to us. Bear with the withdrawal with patience, humility, and resignation. And whatever happens, do not give up. Do not give up on what? On attending to your own soul. Don't give up because things aren't going the way you think they should go. What are we being formed into? We're being formed into images of Jesus Christ. We're sharing in the divine life of the Holy Trinity. And eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love him. And so we cannot know fully where God's leading us. What it means to be like the Holy Trinity, what it means to be a living image of Jesus Christ, we don't know that ahead of time. And so we don't know exactly how he's shaping us, how he's forming us. Tonight we heard about an artist at our Easter party. We heard about an artist who said he doesn't always know when he gets into the painting how it's going to end. He doesn't always know how exactly it's going to go next. And even when he finishes it, he's always not always fully happy with it. It doesn't fully express what he wanted, how he first began. And things develop. Well, God is the artist, and we are the canvas. We are the piece of wood. We are the material in which God is producing something beautiful. And if the artist, a human artist, doesn't know fully how it's going to turn out, much less does the canvas, much less does the paint, much less does the wood. And so let us surrender ourselves tonight. Let us remain always humble and unimportant in our eyes. Now we are important to God. We are important to God. But the whole thing is, Lord, how do you want to use me? What do you want me to do for you? Because if I had just led my own life according to my own lights, it would not be nearly as interesting and as wonderful as when I follow you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.